Hello everyone, and welcome to Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K, and today we have back, returning, the co-host of Ruminations of Red Room, Ian, without an E. I sucked in my laugh uh, <laughs> during that introduction. You sucked it in, huh? I sucked it in. It almost came out. I didn't want to ruin you. Didn't want to ruin it. I mean, it is what it is. This uh, podcast is a garbage truck on fire just slowly rolling down a hill. But we we, uh, we, we managed to make it work. Roll with it. This is Ruminations of Red Room, which is a part of the Ruminations Radio Network. We are a horror-centric podcast, uh, the black sheep, if you will, of the uh, umbrella of podcasts on the Rumination of Red Room, but we embrace it. Um, today, we're going to be uh, talking about a horror movie, Don't Breathe, 2016. But first, uh, I heard that little glass or uh, can clanking around. Uh, what are you drinking, Ian? You know, I always made fun of these people. And it's a beer. Or is it? Or you is probably it? know what I'm going to say. It's a, it's a hard seltzer. It's a, oh, you're drinking the hard seltzer, huh? Yeah, I think I've converted. It's, I don't know. It's you're on that tasty. train. It's just too tasty. Okay, so I don't like White Claws, but I have a truly peach tea. It's the tea uh, versions of the Trulies. I've, I'm not gonna lie, man. I've actually been wanting to try the tea version. I've tried the lemonade one, and that was kind of meh. Mm. It kind of just tasted like a MyCard's lemonade, which I'm not a too fan of because they're too sweet for me. But uh, the tea one, I've actually been interested in. Is it any good? It is delicious. Delicious. Okay. Okay. So what's uh, so Ian? You haven't. Uh, you have not been on Ruminations of Red Room in a while. What's been going on in your world? Um. Been I I've been watching a lot of a. Uh... A lot of anime. I finished like two series. Two anime. What did you watch? I watched uh, Mob Psycho 100, which is a perfect anime in my opinion. And I immediately bought the manga after, and I've been reading that. Um, I also watched Paranoia. Uh, what is it called? Agent Paranoia Agent. That was called. I've heard of it, yeah. The same uh, person who did uh, uh, Paprika and uh, uh, per- uh, Perfect Blue. Uh, Paprika did Perfect Blue? I thought Paprika was the guy who did Tokyo Godfathers. And what am I thinking of? It's Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Millennium Actress, and Paprika, I thought. But I could be mistaken. He probably did all of them. Who knows? No. <laughs> who knows i don't apparently <laughs> there was only um, a way we could put this up yeah well i mean you know so uh don't breathe came out in 2016 uh 2016 was actually uh, a pretty decent year for horror movies man um just going down the list of a few that stood out to me uh the conjuring 2 the eyes of my mother which i'm a big fan of Ooh. um hush uh, Train to Busan, oh, the, the Wailing, yeah, The Void, Southbound, okay. yeah. I mean, okay. like, th- there's a lot more. Like, the the list goes on and on. Um, so this year, 2016, uh, the highest grossing horror movies. Um, number one was actually The Conjuring Two, 
um, it it made about 102 million domestically and about 320 million um, worldwide, roughly. Don't Breathe was right behind it at 89 mil domestically, and it made 157 mil worldwide. So it was actually the second uh, rated horror movie that year, as far as uh, how much it grossed. And uh, the Purge election year was number three. <laughs> was that the third one? <laughs> I third or fourth? I don't even know anymore. I lost count after the second one, to be honest. Uh, I think I like that one. I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty good year. Um. That year, we're going to look at a few of the awards that were given out. We're not going to look at the Oscars, and we're not going to look at the Emmys. Why would you we? Know, those are, yeah, why would we? Exactly. We're going to look at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. That's what yes. we're going to look at. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're going to look at. Now, this movie, Don't Breathe, was up for best film that year. Best film mm. for a world yes. mm. Now, here okay. was its competitors. Here was its competitors, okay? We had I mean, Green Room. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, my goodness. Ouija, Origin of Evil. Ouija, Origin of Evil. That, that, yeah. That's a good one, too. That's the, yeah. And The Witch. It was, and it, it was nominated for Best Film. Ian, who do you think took that award out of those? Uh, I don't want to answer. You got to answer, man. I refuse. It's stupid. It's the witch. It's the witch. Uh, best film in the horror genre that year, based on Bangoria Chainsaw Awards. Best film in the okay. horror genre. Now, on Instagram, if you actually follow Ruminations of Red Room, we actually selected this movie based on um, a post that I did where you could vote for what we were going to do next. And uh, Don't Breathe was put up against The Invitation. Now, The Invitation also came out in 2016, and it was also nominated for an award during the Fingoria Chainsaw Awards. It was um, nominated for Best Limited Release Film. It didn't win. It was up against The Eyes of My Mother. It was up against Hush, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which won. And I Am Not a Serial Killer. But The Invitation did win an award. It won for best screenplay that year. So I was actually partial to this. I wanted to also do that movie, but it didn't win throughout the vote. So, um, But that did win best screenplay. Um, another one that uh, – another award that it was nominated for was uh, best supporting actor, and that was for Stephen Lang in Don't Breathe, which is the blind man. Oh. He was – he was up against a heavy hitter, man. He was up against Patrick Stewart for the green room, and he's oh, you know he's yeah. a legendary he's actor. You know? I mean, he's Patrick fucking Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but Stephen Lang took it. He won Best Supporting Actor in for Don't Breathe. What? So oh, supporting actor. Gotcha, gotcha. Best Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. So he actually uh, so Don't Breathe actually walked away with one award that year, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um. Yeah. Not too bad. But uh. Let's get into the logistics, people. Uh, this movie was released on August 26, 2016. It had a budget of $9,900,000. It made back, like I discussed earlier, $89,217,875 domestically and $157,830,400. Wait, $157 million, excuse me, 800, $157 million, roughly, okay? Worldwide. 
roughly. <laughs> like it just stops. Uh, it, it, it's gonna stop. It and uh, it was putting it right behind the Conjuring two that year for the horror genre. Um, wow. How do you feel about that being uh, behind Conjuring two as far as grossing? You know, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but looking at the movies of that year, like, mm-hmm. my God, is this the best year of horror? It's pretty good, dude. There's some I didn't even list. Um, there's a lot. There's yes. yeah. Raw. There's Belko Experiment. The Forest. Split. Mm-hmm. Split was really good, actually. Yes. I enjoyed that movie. Um, Terrible sequels yes. like uh, Underworld Blood Wars and yeah. Resident Evil The Final <laughs> Chapter. Yeah, and like you had some other sequels that aren't really uh, well liked in the horror genre as well, like the Blair Witch kind of reboot that came out that year. Yeah, I yes. enjoyed that movie, but um, a lot of people don't. Like, uh, like you? Um, yeah. The Boy came out that year. I never saw that movie though. Ooh, that's a, that's a low key, that, that's a hidden gem. I would say. That's a hidden gem. Yeah, it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. I'm sure we'll we'll cover that eventually, but as far as right now, let's give our, our, our listeners a little sneak peek. The Boy, add it to your collection or no? Yes. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, just, just based on – I think it was just – I think people just thought it was going to be another doll movie, and it's, I, it's more than that. That's what I thought, yeah. It's it's uh, more than that. Okay. Okay. So um, I will most likely butcher the writer's name on this movie, but this movie was directed by Fede Alvarez, and uh, he's also no, yeah, written. Well, well, co-written, but um, he wrote and direct. Uh, wrote and directed this movie. Um, he's also known for the 2013 Evil Dead remake. Uh, he wrote, co-wrote, and directed that movie as well. Heard it's pretty um, good. Yeah, and honestly, I, I gotta know. <laughs> so, I, I know you're a big fan of the Evil Dead remake. What is it about this director that you enjoy most? Like, what similarities do you see between both of these movies that you enjoy? Just the I know, absolute... I, I know that's a two-part question, but... Just so much tension that he, he builds into the characters uh, not not even the characters it's just the story like you 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 care more about the story than the characters uh, in both films for for me um, but it's just extreme tension and this it, it, it I, I I like this movie because it's not horror it's a it's it's a thriller well it is a horror horror is uh, like you know but it's it's more it's it's very thrilling yeah yeah it is it's a super high tension it doesn't have a lot of gore um but it doesn't really need it like it like it's going for a completely different approach like if you want something that's gory with his like his directing (laughs) style watch evil death (laughs) (laughs) that is cringe and honestly I I don't know if going out of order would would be appropriate, but just wa- like doing an episode on that movie back to back with this one would probably be interesting just to see the comparisons. Mm-hmm. But same um, actress, main actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, th- so we'll get to that. But I mean, the movie was written by um, 
Alvarez, and also, if I butcher it, I'm sorry, but Rodo Sayegas. Um, it's probably wrong, but um, if you look it up, you'll see his uh, credits wrong. in IMDb and stuff. Yeah, it sounds wrong indeed. <laughs> um, so Rodo co-wrote the screenplay with Hade for the Evil Dead remake. Um, now, what's interesting is uh, in 2016, after the release, they announced a sequel was in the works for this movie already. Uh, this was probably due to the high success and return the movie brought in, but producer Sam Raimi commented on the sequel and was quoted saying, it's only the greatest idea for a sequel I've ever heard. I'm not kidding, end quote. So that being said, uh, okay. okay, okay, okay. The roles are kind of flipping this time around, and um, Rodo is actually directing the sequel, and Hade is just helping co-write it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how do you think... Uh, how do you think that'll play in? I mean, I guess we have no context as far as w what the other guy is. Uh, yeah, there's no like trailers before, or anything. But, yeah. But if Sam Raimi says it's good, I mean, he has got to right? taste. Other than, like, I mean, you know, curl. But, um, and I mean, he made Spider-Man 3, so he's got to be like, you know, he's got to be right. Well, he had it. a gun held to his head making that movie. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I mean, <laughs> um, this, this movie stars Stephen Lang as the blind man. Um, I think he's mostly known for Tombstone, uh, the movie Tombstone. He's uh, he plays Ike Clanton. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but he, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I totally forgot about Tombstone, but I know him from uh, Avatar. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that's like his most like recent thing. I would say aside from this. Yeah. Um, Jane Levy, uh, as Rocky, uh, she's known for Mia in the Evil Dead remake, and, uh, she plays a small appearance as Elizabeth, a character called Elizabeth in Twin Peaks The Return, which is the season three of Twin Peaks, so she's in that as well. Um, let's just jump right in, Ian, now that we've kind of gone over all the, like, you the specific... You don't want to talk about the pretty boy? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that douchebag, right? Okay, but, okay. uh, let's just, let's just, let's just go in it. What do you think about this movie? Like, just dig in oh <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean uh like i said before it's uh it's just it's uh it's a really good thriller um at its at, at the at the sense of the word thrilling um it kind of keeps you in suspense you are it, it, you're kind of sitting up in your seat with your nails half bitten off um it's uh it's got some really good tense moments um and yeah it's uh it is it is a well-made film i enjoy this movie <clears throat> it kind of caught me by surprise because when it first came out i didn't know the director um or i wasn't like really in, like as far as following that guy or the evil dead and stuff like that but uh uh i thought this i think this movie's awesome um i think it has a lot of good qualities i like his directing style a lot i don't know who does the lighting in this movie but i love the lighting and the background like like the ambiance and shit mm -hmm. in this movie it looks awesome especially the, the night scenes before they go into the house and the yeah. way the houses are lit up and the way like the end of the streets lit up with the fog and 
it's just so eerie and it sets such a cool tone and it kind of creates like this universe that's like they do a lot of background storytelling in this and it's like if you really pay attention to it and it's really cool um i uh i would recommend this to people that probably don't even watch horror movies too if like you're just in the suspense or just wanting to watch a good movie i think this movie can appeal to like people outside of the horror genre um which i think makes this a lot more universal than something like evil dead <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's a great film and uh i honestly don't think the writing's that that good um i don't think there's anything like standoutish to the writing it's pretty it's pretty basic and uh, straightforward the premise is um it's a cool premise it's simple to follow and understand but it's nothing to like write home about no pun intended uh it's uh it's a good movie though and uh i'd recommend it um we can go over a few scenes. I mean, we'll set the groundwork as far as like just the movie itself. It just stars these three, uh, these three kids. Um, I say kids; they're in their twenties. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you got Rocky, you got Alex, and Money. Hold on, hold, uh, on, hold on. Before yeah. we we get to the stars, right? Sure, sure, I sure. I had a vision in mind. No like pun intended. Sudden- a sudden, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna make it. It's gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so as I was watching this movie, and I was seeing Stephen Lang doing his thing, I couldn't help but to think, you know, just another actor that could have played this part that I would have liked to seen play this part, and it would have been canon, and I would have loved it to be canon with his other movie, but. You know how you know? Okay, I'm just gonna get to the to the, to, to the meat and chowder. No, 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 easy if you have to. Come on, I'm going for this ride. You got me intrigued. You take as long as long as you need to get you, to this point. Go ahead. You know how they made Old Man Logan, right? Yeah. His final send off. An actor, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but. Uh, he had a really you good want this to tie into the MCU. No, 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 hold on. Partially, but he had a really good send off, and I would, I would have just loved to seen, you know, Ben Affleck make his, no. make his <laughs> <laughs> just make his revision as the blind man. AK straight out of Hell's Kitchen, moved to Detroit <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Uh, you know. <laughs> so I gotta know. I would have loved. To, I would have loved to see seen a rundown Daredevil. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll just say it. Sure, Daredevil. He was practically Daredevil. Sure. Now, does the same story apply? So we got Matt Murdock's daughter that was run over by a car, <laughs> oh, and now. Matt Murdock goes out and kidnaps this other woman to inseminate her. Are we keeping the same story? I mean, is Matt Murdock really a a a, a superhero? Is he a hero? Because he seems me- more to me like a vigilante, you know, like Stephen Lang is the uh, blind man, right? Like Stephen Lang. So I mean, I got a I got a couple questions, but uh, shoot. 
he he actually you know he does the smell in this the heightened sense smell he has the heightened sense hearing i mean he's got all the qualities mm-hmm. he's got all the qualities he has a cane in the beginning just Sweet. like you know mamardock and just like ben affleck everyone. just like ben affleck um when does wolverine come into play because i thought you were going a different direction i thought this was going to be an old man logan sequel where Wolverine goes, and now he has his claws and just tears these kids apart. That's what I thought you were going with. No, but I like the Matt, no, I like no, the no. Matt Murdock more. Yeah. No, no, no. This is this is this is canon. It's a canon, canon. sequel. Canon to yeah. the 2003 uh, mm. movie Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, with Sam Brady producing it, I mean, Spider-Man movies, it makes sense. Came out around the same time as Spider-Man movies, so I mean, that's true. Now I'm kind of, you know, I might actually rank this movie lower now that it's not a Matt Murdock Daredevil sequel. That's what went into my ranking. Yeah, you've kind of ruined it for me. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what do you think about the cast of characters? Uh, we got some. We got some uh, three shitty kids. Um, yeah. We got the girl, you know, who has the rundown shitty mom, uh, lives, like, lives in the projects, trying to get out, trying to take care of uh, her sister. Uh, we got Money, which is just a piece of shit. He's a gangster. He runs. <laughs> He's know. just a piece of shit. <laughs> He's, That's you know, the description. <laughs> Just be a piece all right, of shit. Just all right, all right. Let's back up. Let's back up. He's, you know, he's trying to do what he can and and There's stay no up. He's just and, and stay, I'm making one. He's trying to stay up in Detroit. You know, he's trying to he's trying to get by the only way he knows how, and that's to rob. Now, <laughs> we also got the other kid, uh, Alex, which I think is the bitch of the movie, in my opinion. He is the biggest bitch of the movie. But okay, so why do you you gotta so why feel you bad for the guy? I mean, he takes yes, an absolute beating, beating as a bitch should, yeah. But emotionally and physically, like it's too much. It's too much. So, um, yeah, man. I don't know. These characters weren't very likable to me. I didn't even like the main girl, to be honest. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't like any of them. Yeah, like they were all very unlikable. Um, I mean, that's what makes this movie kind of interesting because I'm not really rooting for anybody to succeed. Who's the bad guy? It, well, yeah. Who's the bad yeah. guy? Okay, answer me. <laughs> I got you. Uh, <laughs> the, the turkey baster with the semen in it is probably the bad guy. I, would I agree. Have to um, I agree. Those little, those little children in that turkey baster are the, they're are the, the villains. They're the real villain of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, that's what made this movie, in some ways, I, like I don't know, like I, I like to root for something in a movie, and it's hard watching something that uh, you really just don't care what happens to any of the characters. I kind of wish that uh, at least one of them would have been likable to the point where I was rooting for those people because they get put into a situation where like it like it's pretty fucked up and it's kind of like what you said um as far as Alex like he gets put in situation after situation where he's just getting his ass kicked <laughs> and the, there's never like a moment where like 
they finally hit him or finally knock him out. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. He deserved that shit. Yeah. You're kind of just like passively watching it. Yes. 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 Couldn't have said it better. Uh, but that's kind of like I, – I guess it's not like a a downside necessarily. It just – it doesn't – it doesn't help it as far as my rating goes. Um, what do you think about the characters? Um, all of them. They're just all. I, but to be honest, I think Stephen Lang's character is probably the most non-villainous in in the movie, which is saying something, right? Mm-hmm. Um. God, money. He's just a thug. Like, obviously. That's that's what he's just a piece of shit. That's a, written in his uh, character sheet. Um, Dylan, he is just just a little bitch. Just a little bitch. Oh, you bitch. mean Alex? Al- Alex. Alex. Yeah, yeah, the actor's name is Dylan, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Alex, just take a hint, bro. Take a hint. She is manipulating the fuck out of him. Throughout the yes. entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's kind of played like he kind of plays the bitch role the whole movie. And like it's almost like he knows it. And like he has these like moments where you think he's gonna redeem it, but mm-hmm. doesn't. I mean, it starts off with him, you know, breaking into his dad's office to get the keys to, you know, rob these houses. So he's already like he's not a good guy. He's a piece of shit. Yep. He's a piece a piece of shit hanging out with piece of shits. So like uh, again, right off the bat, he's he's meant to like take the role as like this uh like the innocent you know guy who falls for the girl, but in reality, he's just another one of them. How is he friends with them though? It it's just so weird. He feels so out of place to me. He, yeah, he does feel very out of place. I mean, the only thing I could think of, which they don't give any kind of backstory about this, but like maybe school or something like that, right? Like you got to imagine like. Sure high school or something but he even he looks i mean he looks younger than than rocky yeah but he's he has that face yeah yeah he does have that that younger face um so i don't know uh i I just couldn't get behind any of the characters which i i just don't know how i feel about that i like movies where i could at least root for one and i didn't get that but um do you have any like favorite scenes in the movie I have a ton of favorite scenes, actually. Okay, let's hear them. Oh, okay, let's hear them. Uh, first off, uh, I love, love a good, um, what's it called? Um, when the character or characters, uh, what's it called? Ah, when they enter like a, the, the, uh, the tunnel of no return, kind of. Oh, like the point of no return? Point of no return. I love, I love uh, different. I love seeing different shots of that in, in movies. And the shot of that was uh, fantastic. It was them in between uh, two houses in the foreground, and then uh, Stephen Lang's house in the background. And they were just walking up to his house, and it, it looked, it looked great. Yeah, it did. I know exactly what you're talking about, and like that goes back to what I'm saying with the lighting and stuff, and the way it yes. looked. It like it sets the tone, man. It sets mm-hmm. the tone. I I agree with you 100. Um, one of my favorite scenes. I don't know if you caught it, 
but there's a scene with a one shot and I love it to death. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, know what you're it's, say. it's right when they get into the house and like it immediately just starts the one shot and it's going from room to room and it's not breaking it. And it's just like following them over the shoulder and then switching perspectives from character to character. But while following each one of them into a new room, it's like it's showing you the whole layout of the house as you're going around. Like it's like showing you the dungeon before they have to conquer it yeah. kind of thing. You're like, here we go. This is this is what they're up against. This is like the like the house is the villain now at this point almost, and uh, the way that one shot is filmed is really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was great. I loved it as well. You got any others? Um, yeah, I mean the uh, the uh, scene where Lang has uh, his GP one hundred three fifty seven mag uh, revolver. And, <laughs> and he's pointing it at uh at uh, Rocky and Alex um and the phone goes off and he finally shoots but that tension before that I totally forgot like what was going to happen in that scene I was just in awe I was like oh fuck no what, what's going to happen <laughs> Yeah man he does, move? he does a lot of cool moments like that like I love how he kind of like defies your expectations of like security by like thinking like they're like, Oh, we have a plan. So we're going to go to the basement now. And like, as they're walking to the door, he just bursts through. Like he's constantly, he's constantly just like interrupting the scene that you would think is like safe. Like Mm -hmm. there's never a safe moment in it for me. It felt like that way. Cause you're just like, it almost felt like a video game. Like, Right when you think you've lost the guy, like he just shows up, like the like the enemy just shows up, and like they do it really, really well and like really spontaneous in a way that I like for me anyway. I didn't expect, and um, I really like the whole uh, like just jumping into something else. Uh, I really like the scene when they're in the basement and he shuts the lights off, oh. and. There's there's a part where she's where Rocky's kind of feeling the shelves and going through, and he kind of just stands there in the darkness, and you could see him stand there, and she's slowly going towards him, and he's just waiting, like he's just standing there waiting to hear something, or to feel something, and she's right about to touch him, and then Alex makes like, uh. I think Alex calls out for Rocky and then it, it draws his attention, but she was like inches away from touching him and just like his like composure that he was keeping and everything um, was just really like, it was like so scary and intimidating. It was really cool. That was another Um, really great moment of of thrilling. Just to just, just yeah. Yeah. Great moment. You got any others? Um, let's see. Fuck, I forgot to. There was that one. Um, also, just when they were when he shut the lights off, that was a really good idea. Uh, kind of oh, yeah. just getting them in into his zone into his playing field. Um, they actually used um because I, I was curious about this. They used um uh contact lenses to to make it look like their pupils were more dilated than they were. Um. Because they look huge. Yeah. Um, 
but that was that was really uh that was a really great idea of this movie. And this movie has really great ideas. Um yeah, I, it it just has really great ideas, but I feel like the delivery could have been could have been better. I don't know. I don't know, it just feels a little off. We've watched we've watched a few home invasion movies now, and this is like the opposite of a home invasion where like the home invaders are getting hunted, which is, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, I liked how he kind of like, he was expecting for this to happen eventually, right? Like he was expecting for someone to come across looking for probably Cindy. I think her name's Cindy, the girl in like in the basement. So, Hmm. I guess we'll tackle that subject. What did you think about the plot twist and the whole thing about his daughter being killed and the whole Cindy thing and keeping her down there and, you know, the whole insemination thing? Like, what do you think about the twist? Is it bad to say that I understand it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I understand. Like, it's wrong, obviously, right? We sure. can all agree that it's wrong. What he did was wrong. It's wrong. Sure. But I I understood his logic <laughs> <laughs> of saying, hey, you ran over and killed my daughter, so I'm gonna need another one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> took a life you, you took a life from me, so you're gonna you know, you're gonna give me another life in return. Either an eye for an eye or you Eye for an eye. Oh, another fun. I'm very uh for an eye for an eye. I love an eye for an eye. That's that it should be, you know, that should it should be implemented in everyday life. Um, so you're a very vengeful person and you yeah. you don't forgive people very easily. Is that what you're saying? Um I mean it, it just depends on what they did. If you so cut it, off my finger, obviously <laughs> I'm gonna be a little, be a little salty about it. And I'm gonna want your finger. How do you think he got Cindy back to his house? That's a really good question. And I've been thinking about that. And I have no idea. No idea. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they never go into that. Like, this movie kind of, like, happens so fast. It doesn't explore any background, backstory. And, mm-hmm. like, look, a movie doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like this movie could have been... I think this this is a movie that could have actually benefited from being flushed out a little bit like if like if this movie would have because it's only like an hour and 30 minutes i feel like this movie could have been a good 15 20 minutes longer 15 minutes longer and just had like a little bit more backstory or a little bit more interactions with other characters other than the four i mean it sorry go ahead oh i wasn't okay i was gonna say uh, it could be because the budget or it could have just been because that's the vision he had, but what do you think about that? Like, do you think this movie could have been a little better if it would have explored maybe like how they all knew each other or how the girl got there or how, you know, uh, maybe Alex's uh, relationship with his father and like the security, you know, stuff. And like, do you think it could have helped this movie or do you think it's fine the way it is? You know, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, And, Seeing enough movies, you kind of want them answered, but for the general public, obviously, it they didn't need that because it grossed how much, like over 150 million. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So obviously it didn't need it. Um, and it's getting a sequel. Uh, so maybe that they'll they're gonna explore that in the sequel. So. So let's let's talk about that. So um, the so in November 2018, the script was said to be completed uh, for the sequel, but the movie was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, on October 8th, 2020, Lang revealed that the film had finished filming, so they're done at this point apparently. And the film is scheduled to be released on August thirteenth, twenty twenty-one, so this year. Um, just as you know, some speculation. What do you think they could do with a sequel? What would you want them to do with the sequel? I mean, an easy cop out for a sequel could just be someone else uh, uh, gets into his house again, or it's him finding another person to birth another child for um but i I genuinely do not know i feel like i really hope they don't go that route like i like i feel like the way the first movie ended with like her walking away in the sunlight to california and then like her seeing the uh like you know the news broadcast saying that he was alive like I feel like it would have to almost include those two again, but at the same time, like, what would that entail? So, like, I I can't picture him flying out to California to hunt him down. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, could they do that? Could it be, like, a hunt movie where he's literally – like, can they expand it from being in a small, concentrated film set, like a house, to being, like, a citywide, like, hunt, like a manhunt? Maybe he gets basic. I don't fucking know. That was a bad joke. I, I know what you're Mitch, saying. Mitch, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mitch, actually just input your voice saying what the real word is. That, that may be better. <laughs> hey, dump it over his voice. That would be perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm interested. I'm curious to see where this goes. This movie was originally going to be called um, A Man in the Dark, and I felt like that could have been a better uh, title. A man in the dark, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, nah, it's too like on the nose. A blind man. I feel like people. don't breathe. Eh, I don't know. It's always been a weird title for me. It's always it, it's it's always I don't know. I don't know. I I never liked the title to be honest. I didn't mind it. I mean, it makes sense with the you know <laughs> heightened sense of hearing and shit, and like also just don't breathe as far as like the tension that it builds and like, you know, panicking and breathing and shit. I don't know. I, I never minded it. I, it, it's fine. It's a title. Yeah. I, I, I don't really care about the title too much, but, um, we're we just going to skip over that, uh, Turkey baster. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> of course not. I mean, let's talk about the Turkey, the real villain of the movie. The real I mean, villain. I asked you what you thought of the twist, but you didn't really go too much into it. Yeah. What a weird, what a weird twist. What a what a twist that was. So you go into it. <clears throat> I y- you're kind of on the fence about the uh, the main characters, and you kind of sympathize for Lang's character. And then, but I'm, but I, I as he was hunting them, I still kind of felt like Lang was the bad guy for some reason. Um, yeah, they're, they're like all the bad guy. It's weird. Yeah, I. And then, and then that came out that the, he uh, he had a woman in in his basement that he would uh, 
he they had his child, and then he captured Rocky again. There's a lot of uh, catch and release in this movie, and it was a yeah. uh, it's a hell of a roller coaster. Also, Alex getting just destroyed. I felt bad for him at the end, because. But I also okay. So there, there is the one scene where he fell on the uh, the window, and it is the stupidest thing that I could have thought of to turn your back to the glass and try. What was he going to try to do? What was he going to try to do, Kyle? You tell yeah, me what he was going to try to do. I mean, it was a cool little scene where he like you know. He, Lang pops out of the window and shoots the glass and stuff. That was cool or whatever. But uh, I mean, I feel like that a lot of this movie, like you said, it was just catch release. And I don't know. I Do you think any of this could have been avoided? Like, do you think, I don't know. There's something, I like you said, there's something about Three words, just three words. And this whole thing could have been avoided. You, you know what three words I'm going to say, Kyle? Don't rob him. Get a job, you fucking bums. <laughs> you want to move to Cali? Go ahead. Get a job. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Robin isn't wrong. a job. I mean, it depends who you're you asking. You want a better life? Get a job. Even if you work full-time at McDonald's, you can still, especially if you live in Detroit, you could you can get your own place. There's plenty of McDonald's that are hiring in Detroit. I guarantee you. <laughs> um, but a know. California dream, like, come on, come on. That's your. Yeah, I feel like that's Let's so start. played out too. The whole California dream thing is so yeah. played out. Let's start somewhere a little more practical. Let's uh, bring it down to reality. Think of like somewhere a little safer, a little safer than uh, Detroit, like Des Moines. You know, Maybe that's that's not halfway across the country. Yeah, <laughs> you know, De- Des Moines, Maybe. Iowa. That's the first thing I thought of. Uh, they can, they can move there. It's gonna be a little cold, but they're they're from Michigan. They're used to it. Get a full time job at Mickey D's. Uh, just assuming, <laughs> just assuming that that's all that they could get. Sure, um, being robbers and all. Um, and then you know she could she could take her her sister. Get an apartment. But I want to go surfing. It would be a better life. It would be a better life. But I want to surf. Move to Florida. It's closer than California. There you go. (laughs) Cost less money. You're good. Yuck. I don't know. Get a job. Uh, Get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. Uh, Don't breathe. Don't breathe. 2016. Um, I guess we'll go into the red room rating. What did you think? What's the rating? It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be weird because there's only going to be two factors involved now. So, um, let's hear it. Let's hear your final thoughts and your rating. Yeah. Final thoughts. Um, I think the biggest flaw for this movie is, um, is the lack of story for, for me, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, lack of story, lack of um, likable characters, lack of backstory, sorry. Um, lack of likable characters. Um, 
and it just felt like it was missing some it just felt like it was missing some scenes it genuinely just felt like it was missing some scenes i know in the evil dead uh you have to watch the uh the uh, director's cut um cuz the, the theoretical cut is uh is a lot shorter um and it just it just makes more sense with the director's cut and i felt like this could have benefited from that um, but that being said, great shots, um, great moments, great ideas, um, just a great idea for a movie for, to have a blind, to, to just, just the whole thing, just the whole thing and not go too overboard with the, uh, blind thing. Although it was a little inconsistent at some times. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say my ring. Um, 74. I feel like, oh. yeah, um, I did buy this movie, uh, immediately after watching, um, but it just, the more I think about it, uh, the, the more I forget about this movie, to be honest, um, but 74, it's, it's, it's a decent movie, very decent movie, and it's a decent watch, and I, I would recommend this, and I would show this to people. I think it's very rewatchable as well. Okay. I, yeah, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is that, like you said, it like it's missing something. It's missing scenes. It's missing, and and people are gonna be like, "Oh, what? You need everything? You know, hit over the head on you? You need everything? You want us to hold your hand while we explain?" No, that's not what I mean. There's plenty of movies, games, and stuff like that that I enjoy that leave little context and you know leave a lot of room for your just imagination to run wild but i don't feel like in this movie your imagination running wild is necessary like i i feel like this movie could have maybe been a little better with some more context with some maybe some more scenes of him you know kidnapping cindy and bringing her back to the house or showing more context of how they knew each other or just making the audience give a shit about what's going on and who these characters are. Um, I, I think the cinematography and stuff is excellent. I think he's awesome at directing. Um, I don't think there was any flaws in that. Um, I think that you know the the production value with the budget they had is is it's a well made movie. And I think a lot of the problems are just in the writing. I really think that's all it is. It has nothing to do with the directing, which. I think, you know, serves better in the evil with or the evil dead because, you know, you don't need crazy writing to to make a like a movie about what that, you know, is. Like his directing style was perfect for that. And I feel like that um him branching into something like this is it still looks good and um it's directed well. It just it doesn't it doesn't I, I don't really care about what's going on with the characters. I just care about the situation by situation basis, I guess. Um, I did buy the movie as well. I do enjoy this movie. I think uh, there's a lot of good qualities about it. Um, um, and and I think it it is a good movie to appeal to people that aren't into like hardcore horror movies that can you know sit on the edge of their seat and be you know uh, just excited about what's happening and you know wanting to know what's going to happen next and being on the edge of their seat kind of thing. I think that that does that's done really well in this movie um but it's funny and i had this rating planned out since this morning and 
I'm giving it a 74%. (laughs) So this is one time we've actually agreed on the same exact score. So that being the average is it's going to be 74%. It's the uh, red room rating for this. It's a thriller and it's got the tension, but it's missing the mystery. It's, it's just missing. It's just missing stuff. That's, that's really what it comes down to. It's got great tension. It's got great scenes. Uh, it's got some fucked up shit going for it. I actually didn't really. I I thought the uh, insemination stuff is as understandable as that twist can be. Um, the eye for an eye thing and all that. I just thought it was to say it's out of left field might be an exaggeration, but I just I wasn't very impressed by it. But um, yeah, seventy four percent. I'm glad wow. to have it in my collection. Uh, and it's you know a seventy four is a solid rating, honestly. Yeah, I can't believe we had had the same rating to the T. That's pretty nuts. To the T, yeah. Um, so again, uh, we are a part of the Rumination Radio Network. So please check out the website. There's a bunch of other casts um, that are under that umbrella that you can listen to about all kinds of things. Um, definitely go check us out there. Uh, you could follow us on Ruminations of Red Room on Instagram where we do – um, a bunch of posts about what we're going to be doing next, as well as um, uh, trying to get some feedback on what we're doing right and wrong on our casts, uh, what you want to hear from, what you want us to you know, review, things like that. And uh, we also have a Twitter, Ruminations of Red Room, uh, on Twitter as well. So you can follow us there. Ian, do you have any final parting words for the folks? Uh, see you next time. Also, have a good day. And guys, I have two things for you. Um, Number one, get a fucking job. (laughs) (laughs) And number two, stay spooky, folks.